Welcome to San Francisco City Insider, the San Francisco Chronicle podcast on the people and politics making headlines in the city by the bay. I'm Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and this episode will appear on our flagship podcast, Fifth and Mission, too. I'm talking today with Sharky Laguana, the president of San Francisco's Small Business Commission. The coronavirus and resulting citywide shutdown destroyed his business in a matter of days and will likely be disastrous for many other small businesses as well. He's talking today about government assistance for small businesses and what regular San Franciscans can do to help them out too. Sharky Laguana, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. So you became president of the Small Business Commission in San Francisco on January 27th. Could you have imagined then what you were in store for? Well, I did tweet that I thought it was going to be a very busy year. Um, I clearly dramatically understated uh, how busy I was going to be. <laughs> you know, there's there's being thrown in the deep end and there's whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, so you you told me about your first uh, resolution was actually related to the coronavirus. What did that say? Uh, you know, basically, it was just urging uh, the city to work um, expeditiously as as quickly as possible um, and work together as a team uh, to uh, address this because it was uh, pretty easy to see that it was going to have a dramatic impact on on the small business community. Um, and obviously it has, uh, it's uh, a, a very se- serious issue. And so, uh, you know, we, I, I had a feeling that that might be our, our last meeting for a while, uh, and that did turn out to be true. Uh, so uh, we, we rapidly put together a, a resolution um, just saying we stand in solidarity with uh, the mayor and the board of soups and, uh, we want to support them however we can, and we want them to work together uh, and, and exp- expeditiously uh, work on, on helping the small business community. Um, and, you know, my, my take on that is I think overall uh, I would give city leaders uh, an A-plus in how responsive they've been to uh, the small business community. Um, and, and to the issue overall. I think San Francisco has, has, has been a leader in the United States, and uh, I'm grateful for their leadership. And it was already really hard to run a small business in San Francisco, even when the economy was booming and the virus wasn't a big concern. What That's are you hearing? Correct. Yeah. What are you hearing so far from small business owners now that so many have been forced to shut down temporarily to stem the virus outbreak? Um. You know, I, I, I think everybody's under an incredible amount of stress, um, myself included. Um, right. Most of the commissioners on small business commissions um, are also small business owners. And um, the impact on our businesses in some cases has been uh, devastating. Uh, my business has basically been wiped off the map uh, just completely. Uh, so I completely sympathize uh, with everybody that's struggling, um, the amount of and degree to which people are struggling, it it, it can vary. Um, you know, in some cases, people are able to find other paths to, uh, you know, have being able to bring in some revenue or uh, have resources and savings they can lean on and, until the worst has passed us. 
In other cases, they're just, um, you know, really dead in the water and are looking at um, shutting down completely without, um, you know, some kind of substantial aid and assistance. And uh, I'd say that's probably true for our business. We're just completely dead. Um, yeah. Tell me about your business. I know, but for listeners, what is your business and how has the virus affected it? Yeah. So um, I used to play music professionally. Uh, and when that career, uh, my little quip about my music career was uh, critics adored us, but the public ignored us. Oh. <laughs> so uh, uh, I, I had a fun time. We were a major label band. We did a lot of touring. And then uh, uh, when that wound up, um, you know, coming to a, a quick and ignominious close, as, as, as it usually does, I started a business renting vans to the music industry to help bands go on tour. So I have a van rental company. It's called Bandigo. And if you're in San Francisco, if you drive by down Cesar Chavez, you can see your, uh, uh, where our offices are. we got a big sign up there. And uh, we rent passenger vans, and and over the years that kind of expanded beyond just the music industry, and and we rent to all kinds of folks. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, hold on one second. Hey That's guys, okay. I'm trying to do an interview here. This is like classic uh, remote <laughs> office. <laughs> oh, I know. We're both doing this from our homes with right. kids and spouses right, right. around, so. Everybody yes. will understand. Um, so uh, we work mostly or we work a lot with the music industry, but we work with churches and sports teams and families going on vacation. Um, the way I describe our company to other people is we're kind of like the Virgin America of van rental. You know, it's our, our vans have uh, video screens and Xbox systems and, you know, mood lighting. It's 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 a, a more kind of fun experience versus a plain Jane van and, and particularly attractive if you're going to be driving around a lot. Um, and so we, uh, it started with, um, just one van parked in front of my basement apartment on Hampshire street. And now we have, uh, 600 vehicles in 15 cities and 10 States. And you told me that bands aren't touring now that nowhere you can't really, all the entertainment venues have shut. So how has that affected your business? Uh, our business has dropped 99%. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, you know, our, our revenue uh, at the moment doesn't appear to be enough to even pay the, the uh, utility bills. Wow. Yeah. So it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's dramatic. And, you know, the other thing that's, that's happening with, uh, you know, all the economic collapses is probably means, um, you know, there's some uh, quite a bit of depreciation in the asset value as well. Right. So um, I'm potentially upside down. Uh, I'm hoping I can wait this out. Uh, but that's very concerning because when you're a business owner, you personally guarantee uh, all your, your lending lines. Um, mm -hmm. So if, you know, when this all shakes out, we come out short, I could lose my home. I could lose wow. all my savings. Like it's, it's you know, as, as real as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> and it's happened so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it uh, there, it was a complete collapse over the course of about three or four days. We were, wow, we were, that's how how short it can take in San Francisco for a business. Yeah, so I mean, and you know, uh, I do take some solace in the fact that we're not alone. There's lots of other people who are just as stressed out, mm -hmm. and uh, 
you know, it's it's something we're all going through together. Uh, so, you know, for for myself, what I've tried to preoccupy myself with is, um, all right, well, there's there's nothing I can do about the business right now. Uh, what can we do to help? Right. And um, I find that changing your mindset from one of being helpless and um, feeling, you know, sort of badly about everything that's happening to one of all right, I'm going to jump in and help. I'm going to join the fight. That is a much more empowering mindset and psychologically it's a much better place to be. So mm -hmm. that's, that's where I'm preferring to hang out right now. <laughs> and so I, you told me you've offered your vans for use to local governments if they want to transport homeless people, say to shelters or hospitals or something like that. Have you had any luck with uh, making those connections? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we have uh, uh, we've supplied vehicles to San Francisco Emergency Operations Center, um, law enforcement uh, in New Jersey that uh, felt like they needed additional uh, support. And we're talking to uh, quite a few other uh, places um, right now. I think we're still at sort of the early stages of, of what we're going through. So the need's not super intense quite yet, uh, but we're making those contacts and just letting people know that we're out there and, and happy to help. And, you know, we've, we've made it clear it's free of charge. We're not asking for anything um, other than um, uh, the honor and privilege of, of, of trying to help um, That's of, great. Of being part of the fight. Uh, I'm glad you're making silver lining out of this. Yes. Um, and, and also trying to encourage my, my colleagues in, um, both my industry and, and business in general yeah. to, uh, you know, realize that we all have assets and resources that we can deploy here to help make things better. And that's a opportunity uh, that we should seize because it's going to take all of us working together to get through this as quickly as possible. And if you had to guess, what would what percentage would you say of San Francisco small businesses will not be able to weather the virus and will wind up shutting down? You know, I think it's really um, too soon to say uh, with it. Uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't even hazard a guess, and I'll tell you why. Um, so for one, um, the city itself has, has made a pretty extensive effort to try and help and make it easy for small businesses to survive. Um, now, the city's powers and abilities um, are limited here because there are mandates that control how much the money the city can spend. For instance, the city um, can't go into debt and, and neither can the state of California, but, um, there's a bill in, uh, Congress, a stimulus bill. And I was just reading, uh, moments before our call that, that, mm -hmm. um, it sounds like we're, uh, very close to having bipartisan agreement on that bill. And there's a lot of things in that bill to help support and sustain small business through this. So, um, if there are small business owners listening to this call, I'd, I'd urge them to um, start uh, figuring out what that application process looks like. Uh, you should probably create an, an account at, at um, sba.gov uh, for their disaster assistance loans and, and start that application process. I've done that. Um, there are um, resources available at, at the local level. Uh, there, some of them are still coming online. Uh, but uh, there is uh, 
uh, a number of different uh, listings of, of those resources that, that you can find online. Um, and perhaps at the end of this call I'll, I'll, uh, or end of this podcast, I'll give you a link um, which you can announce to your listeners. I don't have yes, it right in sure. front of me, but um, I'll, I'll give you. A, yeah, it, it, within the city, you can find a lot of resources at oewd.org slash COVID-19. And OEWD, that stands for Office of Economic Workforce Development. Uh, so oewd.org slash COVID-19, C-O-V-I-D-19. What is the city doing to try to help small business owners? Well, they got a number of different things they're doing. Um, so there is a uh, grant, which I think is oversubscribed um, at the moment. Um, uh, that was for $1 million. Uh, there is a $20 million loan program for businesses with up to $2.5 million uh, in gross receipts. Uh, the, the bill says $1.1, but I believe in uh, committee it's going to be amended to $2.5. So if you have less than $2.5 million in, in gross receipts, you can apply for this zero interest loan from the city. And uh, that was Supervisor Ronan, who's been a leader on helping uh, small businesses. And uh, uh, the, the mayor, of course, has announced a number of different uh, programs and initiatives, including um, a uh, moratorium on commercial evictions. That's certainly uh, very helpful uh, for folks uh, struggling to figure out how they're going to uh, pay the rent, which for many businesses is one of their biggest monthly expenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state has uh, provided a lot of uh, unemployment support, and I believe this federal bill will also uh, provide a, a lot of unemployment support. Uh, but the, the clearinghouse for what's available at the city level would be that uh, web, website link I just gave, oewb.org slash COVID-19. Um, and that's where you'll be able to find um, anything that the city is doing at, at, at a local level. I'm Heather Knight, and I'll be right back with Sharky Laguana. I'm back with Sharky Laguana, president of the Small Business Commission. President Trump has been talking um, this week about how we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem, i.e. that we can't ruin the economy to protect people from the virus. What do you think of that idea as a businessman yourself? Well, I think it's it's short-sighted um, for a number of different reasons. Uh, one if there is a dramatic surge in people being ill simultaneously and healthcare systems are overloaded, uh, there will be a shutdown anyways. It just won't be an, an organized, structured one. Uh, you know, the economy, frankly, is, is the least of it. Um, you know, we should really consider sort of the public health ab- impact here. I can understand from maybe a purely technocratic viewpoint uh, that you, there has to be an assessment of, of cost and benefits. Uh, for instance, uh, you wouldn't want to bring the entire economy to a stop, uh, you know, simply because one person's life was at risk, uh, because uh, bringing the economy to a stop also carries uh, health impacts and, and um, uh, introduces risk to uh, all kinds of people in terms of their ability to uh, feed and support themselves. Um, but uh, from everything we've seen and, and uh, from what we've learned about what's happening in uh, Italy, uh, the economic impacts of not being aggressive with 
uh, coronavirus uh, are extensive and extreme. And my sense is, is that um, we're, we're going to have uh, a shutdown one way or the other. Uh, we might as well have it now and stop people from getting sick in the first place. And, and just pragmatically speaking, once you start having tens of thousands of people dying and hospitals overflowing with people who are sick, nobody's going to want to go out to eat. Nobody's going to want to go to concerts. You're going to have a hard time getting workers to show up. I mean, it's just, you, you, let's be real uh, and honest with each other that the economy is not going to just blithely go on by uh, on an automated level while all of this other stuff is happening. It's it's it, it's foolish to think that that's what would happen. As I've said to other folks um, and, and other business leaders, uh, we're going to have a shutdown. The only question is how many people are going to get sick and die. While we're kind of in this holding pattern, seeing how bad it's going to be, what would you recommend for the average San Franciscan to do to help small businesses weather the shutdown? Well, uh, you know, it's going to sound weird coming from the president of the Small Business Commission, but the best thing you can do is stay home. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think it's, it's uh, you know, one thing I think everybody should be really clear on. Uh, I know there's been a lot of questions about this. There's no evidence to indicate that anybody has ever uh, gotten coronavirus from uh, being delivered food mm -hmm. or from uh, package delivery. Mm -hmm. So um, at the, the current thinking, and of course, you know, it's, it's a fluid environment. And if this turns out to be wrong later, just FYI, we'll I am not a doctor <laughs> or a research uh, specialist. Uh, but this is the opinion of experts all over the world, uh, that there's absolutely nothing wrong with ordering food and nothing wrong with, with, uh, ordering packages. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, one way you can support local businesses is, is, uh, from the businesses that are delivering food and are able to make that, uh, a possibility and, and businesses that are staying open to deliver goods, mm -hmm. um, you can order online and, and have those goods delivered. And of course that helps as well. Uh, many employees who have found themselves uh, unemployed or laid off, um, including some of our employees, um, are now working for uh, various delivery services, whether it's Amazon or Grubhub or whoever. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, these services are providing um, employment to folks. Uh, and uh, I do think, uh, you know, it's it's a, a uh, you know, at, at least for the moment, it appears to be a fairly safe job for people to have because they're not really in in, um, in close contact with people. Uh, so they can just drop the food off and, and you can pick it up. So, so that's one thing you can do to help. Um, but the biggest thing you can do to help by far is let's just shut this virus down. Shut it fucking down. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Great. Well, you survived the serious questions, and now it's time for the lightning round. I was debating whether to include the fun part of the podcast, but I think people can use a, a laugh and a smile right now. So Yeah, let's do it. We're going to go for it. All right. Where is your favorite place in San Francisco to get a burrito? Oh, absolutely. Taqueria San Francisco, 24th in York, number one. Very specific. I like it. Yep. What's your order there? What do you get? Uh, I usually get a veggie burrito, uh, black beans, um, no sour cream, no guacamole. You can't just say regular there. You have to say no sour cream, no guacamole, or mm -hmm. no avocado. 
Um, they got the highest review ever on burritoeater.com. They got the, the full five mustaches, uh, <laughs> which uh, is... That is high praise. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're exceptional and, and they're, it's like a little... Um, it, it hasn't changed. It's the same family running it since uh, I first uh, came to San Francisco in 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, been kind of amazing just watching that family. Um, the the son becomes the the main operator and and uh, and and the place hasn't changed. The only thing that has changed is is the giant TV, which used to be like, you know, three feet deep has now been replaced by a flat screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it still just plays nonstop continuous soccer. <laughs> nice. Next question. What is your favorite movie filmed in San Francisco? Uh, I'm going to go with, um, you know, that's a tough one because there's a couple good ones. Um, I have had my socks knocked off by quite a few, but I'm, I'm, I have a soft spot in my heart for bullet just because mm-hmm. of the chase scene and it goes um, right near where our office is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm a fan of Steve McQueen, and and I like the car. I'm I'm not really a car guy, <laughs> but that's a cool. Car. That's a good one. Where is your favorite place in the city to get a stiff drink? Ooh, probably need them right now. Yeah. Um. Uh. We went. Um. Just the other uh, the the last rest the last meal that we had out. Um with our friends, the very last meal that we had out in, uh, I'm talking to my wife kind of, um, cause I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> on the name of the, what's the restaurant in the mission that we went to just recently, the last time we went out to eat. Tartine oh, right, 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 right. We went to Tartine Manufactory mm-hmm. and the old fashioned that I had there was absolutely delicious. But, um, in terms of, I kind of want to give them a shout out because that it, it was just extraordinary. But if I had to say my absolute favorite place to have a drink, it would be um, the Big Four mm-hmm. at uh, on uh, 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 right near the St. Francis. They have an extraordinary um, uh, jazz pianist. It's like a classic, old school uh, bar and restaurant. Uh, feels very uh, just, you know, Mad Men, that's where they would yeah. go to drink. What was your first concert? Uh, all right. This is a good one for, <laughs> uh, somebody who's been, a, 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 a came up through punk rock and, and rock stars, uh, or was a semi rock star. The Pointer Sisters. <laughs> really? I like it. <laughs> with Roger from Zap opening. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. What, what was the last book you read? Hmm. I just read, uh, blanket on the title. Um, it's a Chinese author. Uh, there's a big supernova and everybody over the age of 13, um, that dies and they have a year to teach everybody. Oh yeah, here we go. It's called the supernova era era. And it's by, uh, six Liu. C-I-X-I-N-L-I-D. That sounds too depressing to read right now. It was super interesting, though. Um, okay. Because, yeah, all the kids had to learn how to run the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, besides your own, what is your favorite small business in San Francisco? Mm. All right. Th- this is what I think is one of the most interesting small businesses in San Francisco. 
Bernal Cutlery. Oh. All they do is make, um, they make, like, actually manufacture and sharpen knives. Wow. So this is where, like, super high-end uh, sushi chefs will go. Mm-hmm. To, to get like, you know, that really amazing uh, knife and, and uh, uh, get everything sharpened so it's, you know, cuts paper just by looking mm-hmm. at it, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, and it's a mom and pop business. Well, I hope that they can survive. Uh, I do too. Okay, last question. What is something you always make sure to squeeze into your busy day? I uh, always try to get in exercise. Or two things. One, exercise, and I try to play piano every day. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It was fun to talk to you. You too. Thank you, Heather. Thank you to Sharky Liguana for joining me today, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and to you for listening. If you want to support San Francisco City Insider and the newsroom that creates it, become a member of the San Francisco Chronicle. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash pod. I'm Heather Knight. Thanks for listening.